Blog Talk Radio. 50 million voices mumbling from the streets, talking about the haters and who they will retreat. Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the jive. Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive. I, 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 stand tall, stand tall, let me talk, stand tall, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk, and the Warrior of Reflection Discussions, available every Wednesday, if you would like to call in, from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., live, where we reflect reality back to you. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our show. We're recording early this time, but that shouldn't make a difference for you, because as we said over and over again, this show will always be available for you Thursdays at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. And so we welcome you. We hope that you're doing well with your studies so far. You should be growing physically, mentally, and spiritually if you are doing the exercises, reading the readings and contemplating them, and doing the meditations described at the end of each chapter. You are becoming a spiritual warrior, if this is the case, which means someone who is able to reclaim their own power and to create a world of justice, equity, and compassion in a frightful world, while not doing it out of anger or being full of grief when doing it, but while you are enjoying your life. As a warrior of compassion, you are set free as you break the human form, the form that has been given to us, and blend the human with the divine, which makes us all whole. Welcome to lesson number 16. It will be a very short lesson, yes, and also very powerful. galaxy full of whirling dust and eternal fires moving ever so slowly around a core of light and a darkness threatening 
to destroy every planet and physical expression of the natural universe. We stand and watch the tangled scheme of fate unwind the hatred and fear of the unjust until all that remains is you and I immersed in the deafening silence of the universal song. A song so sweet, so natural, so harmonious and complete that it can never be heard by those who only have external ears but only by those who have the ability to listen to your song, to our song, an eternal, flowing, never-ending story that can only be voiced by the magic that exists in each and every heart. And so we begin reading with study number 16. Time seems to stop completely. This, of course, is coming from the book On Being Love's Warrior, a warrior's manual on becoming the compassionate warrior within by Kendall Ronan. We hope that you are enjoying this book and you are also enjoying the exercise at the end of each chapter so that you can become this powerful spiritual warrior. We're at chapter 16. So we begin with the introduction. The title of the chapter 16 or study 16 is Time Seems to Stop Completely. Time goes by rather quickly, sometimes, and for some people. Time seems so subjective. When we are young, time seems to drag on forever. When we are older, time seems to rush by quickly, even when this is the case, though. We still have times in our lives when time gets even slower, when we are sad or depressed, when we are in pain, like you are when you are holding the positions in this month's exercises. Time seems to stop completely. All that one's mind begins to notice is the pain and the discomfort. We try to ignore it. We try to concentrate on the music or on our breathing or even to fly away in our mind to some other place. Somewhere there's still a fine thread of pain. I think that holding the ball is very much like life because of that. We seek joy and happiness and we attain it often. We may have all the things that we need in the world. We may have love, friends, a big home, and material possessions. Yet there is often still something there, this thin strand of pain lying dormant. Every so often when we are drawn into that pain, we fight against it. We try to fill ourselves up with pleasures from the world, or we do something daring or frightening to hide the pain. We can often hide the pain. Some people have learned to avoid that part of themselves all of their lives, but not many. One who regards the pain realizes that it is not anything to be avoided. It is part of the whole. How do we deal with pain then? By acknowledging it and accepting it. 
or in the midst of the pain when times are the darkest if one stops and stands still when one takes the time to notice the world in motion around him or her when one allows his or herself to partake of the joy when one goes through the pain and works through the anger then the fear then the sadness one finds beneath it all a river of peace a stream of consciousness that exists at the center of the being this stream of consciousness is called enlightenment this river is full of peace and joy after a person dips into this river enough times over and over for longer periods of time he or she realizes that he or she is that stream that joy and peace of the stream of consciousness is not separate it like the pain is part of it all it however is the greater part after that no matter what the circumstances there is an underlying strand of joy beneath one becomes angry one becomes frustrated one becomes depressed but as soon as one stops and reconnects with creation or reconnects with that river he or she becomes joyful again he or she then must decide if he or she will remain angry or depressed or break free from those learned habits and become joyful for our feelings of anger depression fear and any other emotions have been conditioned into us through the life circumstances in which we found ourselves and find ourselves now how does one enter into this stream by living in a moment by working diligently to be aware of where one is and who one truly is by finding joy in oneself and accepting oneself in the world as it is and by loving oneself and the world as it is right now putting away the measuring stick that has been given you by a dominator society brings about peace it is only after one has truly accepted oneself and has truly accepted the world the way that it is that she or he can begin to change the world this change then takes place in a natural progression change becomes like the growth of a tree or the opening of a flower we begin to change because it is natural to change it is in the nature of the human being who walks in love to grow prosper and change for the better physician heal thyself teacher teach thyself to love yourself right now as you are for you cannot love the divine or love others until you have love for your true self who is my true self you may ask your true self is the one asking the question it is the one who lies down with you at night and rises up in the morning it is the one who hurts feels concern for others it is the one who fears for one's own future life it is the one who creates new and exciting ways of doing things it is the one who teaches by its actions it is the one 
takes all of his stimulus from the outside and matches it up with thoughts, ideas, and memories on the other side in order to create your world. Know yourself, therefore, and you will always be able to purposely recreate your world. One need not even recreate the world. All that one needs to do is unfold it. Unfold the world by washing away the Maya, the Western illusion that says how the world is and who is the most important, and you will find freedom. One will find beauty when one begins to realize that everything on this earth has equal value. When one realizes that everything on this earth, most beings are alive, one will never be alone again, as Brian Swim, the great cosmologist, once said, every being here, every plant and every animal evolved originally from the exact same cell that we evolved from. They evolved for the same amount of time that we evolved. All of these things are cousins to us. Everything is alive. Everything is of equal value. There are no people inferior because of their color, gender, ages, or races. All are equal and all unique expressions of the faith of the creator and creation. We all are like so many pieces of a puzzle. All of our uniqueness, when brought together into a community, shows up a picture, a picture of the whole. The only sin in reality, therefore, is to not work to develop one's unique self. When one does not develop one's unique gifts and unique talents, when one is not accepting oneself fully as he or she is, he or she is creating a tear in the fabric of the universe. It is a place that can never be filled. Be yourself. Love yourself. Teach others to be themselves. And life will begin to unfold with a newness and brightness that you have never, ever, before to find out more about what we're doing come visit us at www.nextupcoaching.for the number t the letter dot com that is www.nextupcoaching.4t.com
FYC for your consideration. The following is based on an article from the Washington Post taking off of the Internet several years ago when the Internet was young. Consider the content, especially the parts that talk about the Internet and how people's actions can be traced, and also the part about activating cameras on people's computers without their knowledge. And remember, this book was written around 1998, 99, somewhere around that time. So the things that we are just hearing about now have been happening a long time ago. Now the reading. How long has this access been available? Who will these, use, these techniques be used on? What does it mean for people who are fighting for the people and for people's rights and civil rights that are aligned with the Constitution of the United States? Why did they develop these abilities? This is a chance to begin to think below the surface. As a warrior and teacher, you will always be called to do so in order to explore the topic more fully. Check the Washington Post. Joel Goreau, Washington Post staff writer, Monday, September 17, 2001. So it is 2001, so it was late 90s. The Washington Post did not respond to our last request to print the complete article, so we removed it from this book. This is our writing. We have come into the age of communication. Wars are not fought the way they used to be. Networks of those who we would consider the enemy are now more flexible. Many of the groups are now networks of terrorists who communicate in various ways, but who have no single head or no physical structure to confront and ultimately destroy. In the information age, they ask, how do you attack, degrade, or destroy a small, shadowy, globally distributed, stateless network of intensely loyal partisans with few fixed assets or addresses, says Joel Garreau. If bombs are not the right hammer for this nail, what is? Bombers work well in wars in which one industrial age military threw steel at another. World War II, for instance, was a matchup for roughly symmetrical forces. This is not true today. Unquote. This, according to government sources, calls for the need to deal with the enemy in new ways. Now the best way to deal with the enemy is to do it by dealing with them as a living system and a communication network. This way of dealing with them is more organic than mechanical. One has a network made up of many small networks now with similar interests, but no one head to communicate with 
it is important to find the ones throughout the group or within each cell who serve as the communicators. It is important to explore the network and look for those who officially or unofficially transfer information from one group to the next. It is this person who is ultimately the one who should be done away with. They are like the brain cells of an organization spread out throughout the body. Of course, there are many ways to do this. One is to attack the person outright or to destroy the person's credibility with the group. One can introduce new leadership or people who are working for you who will work themselves into such positions and disseminate false or inaccurate information that will ultimately make all groups ineffective and also cause conflict. One of the ways is to create a group within the group when the group is just getting started. Create a group who has a totally different mission within the group. As soon as the first group begins to become effective, have the new group push forward their own agenda while demanding to remain part of the group. This way, one will destroy the group's effectiveness and possibly even the whole group. Change the agenda. Take them off course, and they will become ineffective. I can't believe that this was written back in 2001 because it is amazing all of this is being done right now. This technique in swordsmanship was known as covering the head with a pillow. The idea is to let the person or group do whatever it wants to do as long as the behavior is ineffective. In fact, help them to do behaviors that are ineffective. As soon as the group or person begins to do something effective, you cover it over. You squash whatever they are planning at the root so that they will never build enough momentum to become effective and make social changes. Intelligence, therefore, is crucial if one would like to dismantle systems or make it or make them ineffective. One form of intelligence, of course, can be the exploration of their electronic communications. This often involves the use of personal computers and the Internet. According to the Washington Post article, there are things known as honeypots that can be used in order to backtrack one's activities on the web and check every part of your computer. One sets up a website and base members of the group so they will visit it. Anyone who visits that website leaves with a piece of a program that provides the owner of the site with access to their whole computer system. One can then access their records and can reconstruct their communication strokes stroke by stroke, even if they have sent in scripted data. One can also activate the small camera on people's computers remotely without them knowing it, or activate their computer microphones. The technology is already available to do such things. In this way, one can gather the intelligence necessary to destroy terrorist networks. Unfortunately, with this technology, one can also destroy legal networks of social activists working within the democratic process to make the United States a better country. The danger with all of this technology is the question of accountability. To whom are the users of this technology accountable? During the union movement, if this technology would have been available, what would have happened? 
how about the abolitionist movement or the women's movement or the civil rights movement? The danger is that it can become subversive to the democratic process. Rogue agents and police forces with no access to this data can undermine and destroy U.S. citizens. Excuse me, I'm going to start that over again. Rogue agents and police forces with access to this data can undermine and destroy U.S. citizens, as was done during the McCarthy era and the Civil Rights era. This will destroy the balance necessary in order to keep this system that we call the United States healthy. In systems, if they are balanced, there are always a group of insiders who work to make sure that the system remains secure. There are groups who are on the edge, who continually strive for change and new ways of doing things. These things often improve the system and make it more viable. In the middle, you have masses of people just living their daily lives and being moved by one group or the other, one group or the other. If the system remains in balance, there is a strong inside group and a strong outside group. These two balance out each other. Through their conflict, the society prospers. If one of the groups becomes too weak, the system begins to die. If the edge becomes too weak, the inside group becomes so strong that it begins to stop making the necessary changes to keep the system healthy. A sort of group think develops. No new ideas are coming in anymore. People begin to support ideas that any outside group would see as ridiculous and ludicrous. There are no challenges to old ideas and no diversity within the inner group. The system begins to stagnate like a pond with no new water coming in. The ideals at the center of society or system begin to die, and the system is destroyed from the inside out. Our system's health is based on dynamic internal conflict. It is necessary for a healthy United States. If the inside group becomes too weak, those on the edge begin to destroy the system by demanding instant change. There is no stability in the system. Too many new thoughts and ideas come in. Eventually, the system begins to fall apart. There is no consistency. The part of the system that holds the memory and is the hub of stability dies, and the whole system falls apart. That is why, especially in a democratic system, that both groups must be strong. It is through healthy opposition and conflict by responsible, respectful groups that the system prospers. If one group, the inside group, through the abuse of its power, continually destroys any opposition, there will be no conflict, there will be no democracy. What does the ability to ultimately destroy any opposing view working in alignment with the American Constitution and Declaration of Independence due to the nation in the long run, this type of technology can ultimately, in the wrong hands, be used to destroy the only thing that makes this nation great. It is not our war machines that makes us great. It is a vision of a land with liberty and justice for all, a dream of a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. This is America. When that dream dies, we will just be a bunch of people running around and trying to be dictators. 
to the world. feeling of dissatisfaction that comes with it by learning the truth about yourself, the truth about the universe, and the truth about your power to set yourself and others free. We can explore all of your options together to help build a better life by firstly improving your capacity to do the most important thing, love yourself and know yourself. You can lead a victorious life right now. Our next step coaching program is one of empowerment. It is a customized approach to life coaching that will empower you in many ways, from learning self-defense to learning stress reduction techniques, from learning meditation and exploring your own spirituality to learning forms of Tai Chi or Qigong or just working step by step through your thoughts and ideas to regain control of your life is all possible through John Gilmore's Next Step Coaching. Please visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com That is www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com where you can learn more about our coaching program change your life now. Don't wait. Now is the time. These were some very short lessons tonight, but very pertinent and very powerful. So please take time to really consider what I've been saying, realizing that this was put together early in the year 2001. And look at what is happening now as a result of these things that were written about in the Washington Post. The abilities way back in 2001. And so we come to TME, this month's exercises. By now you should have a wide choice of exercises that you can do for the strengthening of the mind, body, and soul. The most important part of these exercises is consistency. How much you do them, the more you do them, the better you will get at doing them and the more you will grow. If you have been doing standing like a tree and holding the balloon, continue to do them. This time, however, stop standing like a tree and increase holding the balloon to 20 minutes. I realize that these exercises can be downright painful, but the benefits are increased balance, increased muscular activities, more oxygen to the brain, learning to persevere, 
I'm also going to relax and be at peace in the worst of circumstances. They are totally possible. I have done every exercise that I am recommending to you to know that I am not asking you to do anything that I myself have not done. You will need the abilities that they give you as a warrior of compassion. A warrior of compassion is active. He or she always experiences discomfort from somewhere if he or she is speaking up for justice, no matter how subtly many people in this world do not want justice for anyone else but themselves. Their eyes have been blinded by the media and the glories of being successful, but they are so busy that thinking of one more negative thing can possibly push them over the edge. Some may be religious, but religion without spiritual discipline is empty. Spiritual discipline without physical discipline is little better. By holding these positions, you are developing both disciplines. You are learning to meditate in the midst of the fire. Continue these exercises. Use tongue, then, and try to take in the pain and put out peace and relaxation. Find music that's meaningful to you to listen to in the background. Review your journal. Look at your thoughts and feelings and how they are progressing. If you still need to tongue in for those who haven't forgiven, who you haven't forgiven, excuse me, continue to do so. Do it daily if possible. As you continue these exercises, you will learn who you are. Knowing who you truly are is the essence of the teacher. Techniques will come later. Once you have the essence, techniques can be learned quite easily by volunteering somewhere where you will get the opportunity to do so or by learning from another teacher. Stay strong in the faith. Be a warrior of compassion. Be diligent with the studies that you can do. If you are unable to do some of these exercises, just do what you can, knowing in your heart that you have tried and that you do your best is a measure of impeccability that most people in this society don't have. They only measure outcome. Work to better yourself. Work more correctly to free yourself because you, right now, are the brightest, most beautiful person you will ever be. So we end this lesson right now. If you would like to learn more about us and what we're doing and more about Om Prakash Gilmore, please visit our website at www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com. That is www.nextstepcoaching.4t.com where you can find out about the things we're doing, and you can also find a new web page that tells you about our book called Coming Up on the Rough Side. Coming Up on the Rough Side is a book about the spiritual journey for an African-American in a society where it is very difficult to find acceptance. It's about spirituality, the great spiritual movements of the day, and how the black faces seem to not be there. 
and why the blackface is seen to not be there. It's sort of a memoir telling about my own journey to find a true connection with the source of life and all of the troubles along the way, as well as my philosophy learned through meditation, through hard work and struggle, through pain and suffering about spirituality and what it really means to be spiritual. Please visit our website and purchase the book if you would like. It may help you in your movement towards spirituality. Until next month, take the time to meditate and contemplate on the words that you heard today. Even go back to the archived radio show if you need to and listen to them over again. And be willing to share some of these lessons also with your friends. Send them the URL if you would like so that they, along with you, can become warriors of compassion and begin to create the world and the community that you long for, that you want to see, so that this world can become a place of joy and contentment and creativity instead of a place where we find ourselves constantly reacting to the false ideas and stereotypes pumped to us every single day that tell us that we are not enough and won't be enough until we behave the way that they would like us to be. 50 million voices mumbling from the streets Talking about the haters and who they will retreat Now folks are talking hard, hey, checking out the jobs Despite the hate and lying leaders, we are still alive I, Let me talk. 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 And the Warrior of Reflection Discussions available every Wednesday, if you would like to call in, from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Live, where we reflect reality back.